Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. Today's episode breaks down the higher barriers of entry that will likely create a new era of the functional CPG industry. Before we get started, I would love if you took 49 seconds out of your day to leave a rating review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Remember all those low barriers of entry that disrupted the functional CPG industry? Well, let's just say things are becoming a tad bit different now. As many of you know, the functional CPG space is incredibly competitive with high levels of market saturation and very low switching costs to the consumer. This makes being a successful story in the functional CPG market tough enough, but I do have some additional bad news. May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? May I have your attention, please? This is a public service announcement for my functional CPG brand founders. The way you historically did business pre-pandemic is over. Stop trying to hang on to the past. It's going to fuck you over hard in the long run. And this is especially true if you account for a scenario that few are talking about, and that's an elongated COVID situation. The quicker you learn to adapt or evolve, the more likely you'll limit your business continuity risk. So what the fuck am I talking about? The often cited low barriers of entry within the functional CPG industry are starting to disappear as the cost of starting a brand, growing a brand, and sustaining brand equity have increased substantially in the last two years. This piece of content will focus on five major themes of change, customer acquisition, pricing, inventory management, capitalization, and corporate communications. While these might seem like distinct business concentrations, they're more interconnected than ever in today's market. So the first change theme that I wanna talk about is customer acquisition. Now, I won't get into the granular specifics around customer acquisition costs, but just know that they generally equal a brand's marketing cost divided by the number of customers acquired. In general, costs related to customer acquisition, both on the B2B side and the B2C side, were rising before the pandemic, but accelerated during the pandemic and will most likely sustain their rise until whenever the world decides the pandemic is over. Why are these customer acquisition costs rising? They've grown massively over the last few years for a few reasons. More marketing channels to make content for. You quickly realize that creating more, managing more, distributing more, and optimizing it all naturally expands your marketing costs. Secondly, more products to compete with on all of these sales channels. Digital shelves have expanded infinitely and physical shelves now have handfuls of substitutes in every product category. The third being higher customer churn rates because consumers are becoming less and less loyal to brands. Fourth, the dissolution of previous lucrative marketing efforts. As an example, B2B trade shows that allowed brands to attract retailers or in-store sampling that would attract new trialing from consumers were wiped away during the pandemic. 
And then finally, and maybe most importantly, or maybe most noted in the news, has been the Apple iOS privacy changes that happened this year has created a ton of havoc for functional CPG brands that were heavily weighted on digital marketing efforts. This is likely going to be followed by Google making changes in 2023 as they have plans to phase out their third-party cookies. Functional CPG brands are being forced to go back to the drawing board and reevaluate everything. It doesn't seem to matter where you run and try to find marketing efficiency gold right now. Sadly, the majority of these functional CPG brands that are currently entering the category, maybe new entrepreneurs, they aren't going to find any gold, just rising customer acquisition costs. The second area of change they wanna talk about is pricing. It's no secret that inflation is at a level not seen in several decades. Most of the media attention has been focused on how the American consumer is paying more, but what about the actual companies? What about the brand owners? The producer price index is at the highest levels ever recorded, which basically means every part of the supply chain has become more costly. Why is this creating havoc on yesteryear's low barriers of entry is quite simple at the surface level, but also tricky under the surface. Simply put, CPG brands sell physical products. We aren't talking about services. We're not talking about things like software. So brands need to purchase physical inventory. When inflation is happening on the supply side, it costs a brand owner more money to buy the same quantity of inventory. That was obvious, right? But the tricky under the surface challenge that's happening right now is that brand owners are getting hit with inflationary costs out of nowhere. There is no warning or grace period left anymore. So sometimes you'll see transportation bills that cost two times more than normal or a main ingredient that tripled in its costs. Suddenly your margins are in the shitter. So what do you do? You can obviously be thoughtful in raising prices, but you can't just change prices up and down as the cost of goods fluctuates. Your direct-to-consumer customers won't appreciate the price fluctuations and your wholesale buyers aren't going to allow frequent pricing changes. That means you need to ensure you have adequate capital in your business to ride out short-term variations. And this kind of rolls into the next area of change that's happening that is heightening barriers of entry, and this is around capitalization. The functional CPG space has notoriously been undercapitalized throughout its history. This is especially true when we're talking about the kind of supplement or sports nutrition side of the functional CPG space. In my opinion, this happens because one, marketing companies that sell XYZ, which is most of the industry, often don't place enough importance on hiring a qualified chief financial officer. Secondly, most brands are run like lifestyle businesses and not legitimate business entities. This hurts the ability to explore outside funding instruments. Thirdly, products naturally have a higher margin and growth can be adequately fed by free cash flows. Fourth, investors have been shy because brand life cycles have been shorter. There's also been negative media coverage of the space, which creates additional risk and exit opportunities have been minimal compared to the functional food and beverage side of functional CPG. And then finally, less frequency of outside capital raising makes for less tribal knowledge that could be helpful throughout the entire industry. In this current environment, being undercapitalized is likely one of the biggest disadvantages in business. Having a proper capitalization strategy is no longer this kind of nice to have, 
but a must-have now for any functional CPG brand. A larger safety net of cash is needed as every part of the value chain has become erratically cost-intensive. Functional CPG brands should consider both conventional and non-traditional ways to create more financial buffering. So tactics or strategies could be raising a friends and family round, maybe looking for angel investors, private equity firms, or venture capitalists that are interested in supporting your growth. Maybe get well acquainted with bank financing options, look to create an accounts receivable or inventory factoring arrangement, or improve working capital by cost optimization plans. This kind of rolls into the fourth change area that I want to talk about, and this is around inventory management. One of those strategies that could improve working capital is obviously focused on inventory management. I already mentioned that inventory costs have gone way up, but what happens when lead times are extended as well? For decades, just-in-time has been the dominant inventory management strategy within the functional CPG industry. It makes sense as businesses want to try and match their level of inventory to consumer demand as closely as possible. In a well-oiled supply chain, manufacturers can meet slight fluctuations in demand and theoretically create a situation where brands can sell more while reducing inventory carrying costs. That was the Goldilocks era, and we may get back to that again one day, but right now, functional CPG brands need to deploy a different way of thinking. Firstly, they need to focus on streamlining their product portfolio. So after they do a skew rationalization and prioritization process, functional CPG brands need to evolve just in time to just in case. So just in case inventory management will build up the right inventory and allow for a greater margin of error. This will keep digital and physical shelves stocked during the heightened demand period that we're experiencing right now with almost all of the functional CPG product subcategories. To get more efficient, companies also need to consider a technology overhaul. This will be costly upfront, but should pay dividends back by prying open the black box of demand forecasting through analytical tools. And then finally, I wanna talk about maybe not your typical more money needed heightened barrier of entry, but it's just as important to recognize its impact. And this is with corporate communications. With more time at home to think about what they are putting into their carts, consumers have elevated their collective expectations that brands must effectively communicate why they exist. It's no longer just about offering a tasty functional food, functional beverage, or nutritional supplement product. Consumers are more conscious about a brand's corporate citizenship. So they're asking questions, both in public and maybe in their head while they're evaluating where they spend their money, with things like where does the ingredients come from? Where does the packaging wind up? What are the societal stances of the brand? Is there a diversified leadership team? Does the brand champion any social or charitable causes? It's not enough that brands are just being good corporate citizens. They need to communicate everything clearly in today's noisy market. That means spending resources on corporate marketing and storytelling that usually would be allocated to product marketing. So I just wanna end on some final thoughts. The functional CPG industry is entering a new era, one that will likely have higher barriers of entry. For functional CPG brands to prosper in the 2020s, 
they must embrace this new way of doing business or face higher business continuity risk going forward. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 